Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere. Even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Finding the perfect baby name is sometimes a challenge for parents. And let's face it, there's a lot of pressure. So, how do you go about creating your initial list? And how do you narrow down the possibilities to determine which name is best? Here to provide some answers is Pamela Redmond Satran, co-creator of Nameberry.com and co-author of several baby name books. This is Preggy Pals, Episode 5. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant and I have to exercise. What pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? (laughs) Gotta make these pants I've got kinkles. What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Sunny Galt. Thanks so much for joining us. Preggy Pals is all about our listeners. You can visit our website at preggypals.com for more information on how you can become part of our show. It's very important to us. You can join our conversation by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+. You can also send us comments or Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Suggestions through the contact section of our website or call the Preggy Pals hotline. And that number is 619-866-4775. Let's start with our introductions. I'm Sunny. Like I said, I am 34 years old. I am a web video host and producer and host of this show. My due date is April 28th. It's going to be a little boy. Um, I have a little boy at home already. And we are having a C-section, which is scheduled for April 23rd. My name is Rochelle DeMeo, and I teach college part-time. My due date is June 23rd, and we are expecting a little boy. It's our second little boy, and we are hoping for a vaginal birth. I'm Cherry Christensen. I'm 31 years old, and I work in consumer research. I'm also due on June 23rd with my first child, and we're waiting to find out if it's a boy or a girl, which we're very excited for, just a couple more weeks, and we're hoping to have this baby at home. Okay. Welcome to the show, ladies. Before we start today's show, here are some fabulous maternity fashion trends. Hello, Preggy Pals. I am Crystal Steubendeck, maternity fashion expert and founder of Borrow for Your Bump, where you can buy and rent designer maternity styles for a monthly rate. Today, we will help you find the perfect pair of jeans for your expecting months. As your bump grows, finding a style that works for your body type can be challenging, let alone finding a pair that is flattering and comfortable as your body changes. Jeans are a must-have for your maternity wardrobe, and so hopefully we can pair you with one that fits just right. The straight leg jean is one style that everyone can wear. 
This look is similar to the skinny jean, but is much more forgiving, especially those with curvy hips, full thighs, or thick calves. The straight leg jean should fit slim through the hips and thighs, but not too baggy. Otherwise, it can make you look bigger than you are. And what to wear with them? A fitted top and fun flats. Try the dark wash skinny jeans by Seraphine, which also is available in long sizes. And what about the ever popular skinny jeans? Who can wear them? Mostly those with proportional figures. Those with a tummy or fuller hips can offset curves with skinny styles that have slightly roomier leg openings. Skinny styles should fit comfortable like second skin. Soft, stretchy denim shouldn't dig and bunch into the skin, especially as your body is changing. Be aware of a fit that is too constricting. Balance the tight-fitting jeans with a loose tunic top that is so cute with a growing bump. The best part is any shoe style goes with a skinny jean. Our recommendation is the Luxe Skinny Jean by Seraphine in gray, which is a favorite of January Jones. The flare jean, which is making a comeback again, is a style that almost everyone can wear. If you have full thighs, just choose a pair that is a little more fitted in the thighs. A full jean should fit snug around the hips and waist, but loose and flowing from the knee down. The pants should skim the floor and completely cover your footwear, at least to the top of the shoe. Pair this style with a fun-fitted tee and a blazer to show off the bump or a loose peasant top to take the attention away from the center of the body. Balance the wide leg with a heel wider than the flare, like a wedge, which is more comfortable and will provide extra balance. Lastly, the bootcut fit can be worn by anyone. This fit is especially good at balancing and creating curves. The fit should start to taper at the knees and then slightly get wider as it reaches the floor. As the name says, enough for boots to fit. Pair the boot cut fit with a loose top that is comfy and some fun footwear. These are the jeans you can really play with. Dress it up with a loose blouse that cinches under the belly. We like the chiffon blouse with necktie by Seraphine in blue and black polka dots. As for our boot cut pick, make sure to find a pair that will grow with you, like the Union Laurel Cannon with higher panel by Paige Denim, which goes over the bump. Most likely, you won't need a maternity size until your second trimester, but every body and pregnancy is different. Comfort is key, and although the elastic panel on most maternity jeans will grow with you, you want to make sure there is enough hip space, too. Denim is difficult to buy early on and keep your whole term because it has less stretch than other fabrics. For that reason, borrow for your bump is your best bet when shopping for maternity denim. With a variety of styles like skinny, boyfriend, bootcut, and well-known designers, you can rent for 30 days and return them for a new size as your bump grows. Don't forget to check out our denim styles mentioned at borrowforyourbump.com and be sure to listen to Preggy Pals for more great pregnancy tips. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Today on Preggy Pals, we're tackling one of the biggest decisions parents will make on behalf of their children, and that's what to name them. As you know, it's not always an easy task, but here to help us navigate the name game is Pamela Redmond Satran. She's the co-founder of NameBerry.com, which is a popular baby name website. She's also the co-author of several baby name books. We're actually going to have a chance for you to win a couple of these books, including The Baby Name Bible and Beyond Ava and Aiden. So stay tuned for that. Pamela, welcome to the show, and thanks so much for joining us. Great to be here. Thanks, Sunny. Sure. Okay, so let's kick things off and talk about current trends. I know you talk about this in your books as well. What are some of the current trends we're experiencing when it comes to naming our babies? Uh, One of the biggest trends we're seeing are what we call modern hero names. Uh, For an example of that, you could think of Mariah Carey naming her little girl Monroe after Marilyn (laughs) Monroe. Uh, these might be presidential names like Lincoln or Kennedy. Um, and a modern hero might be somebody in your own family, um, a grandparent you really admired. So I think people are looking to invest a name with more than just a pretty sound, uh, either looking for a name that symbolizes a quality like true or justice uh, or a style, a place. People are looking for place names uh, such as the place their baby was conceived. Um, as sometimes an ethnic name might be important to symbolize something about your family background, something beyond uh, just the name itself. I feel like people are really going outside the box right now and trying to find really unique names. And, you know, when, you know, I was born in the late 70s, and I, I feel like a lot of the names back then were pretty common. And now everybody that had a, you know, more of a common name is ready to name their own babies. And I think that they're, they may be thinking, okay, so, you know, there were 10 Jennifers or 10 Kellys in my class. And, uh, and now they're thinking a little more outside of the box. Do you see that, you know, trending as well? People really trying to find more unique names for their babies? Definitely, and that is borne out by statistics. Uh, there are just many more names in play, and fewer parents are picking the top 10 names, uh, and more p- people are picking names that you know are unique um, or at least unusual. Now, how quickly do these trends change? I mean, it's not really overnight. Is there some sort of generational you know, change that we experience, or is it faster than that? How does that work? Well, I think that different trends uh, change at different rates. Um, You see a top 10 name or a number one name like Jacob really staying up there year after year, Isabella. Uh, Those top 10 names move very slowly. But uh, names like, uh, you know, one name we're seeing a kind of flash trend is fierce animal names like fox and bear. And I think a trend like that, uh, like a fashion trend, can kind of come and go pretty quickly. (laughs) That's true. We're all looking at each other here in the studio when you said fox and bear. (laughs) Or, you know, a a celebrity choice like uh, Blue Ivy, you know, the Beyonce choice. I think that that can kind of kick off, you know, a lot of people looking for color names, for instance. They might not be naming their baby Blue, but they might be naming her Indigo or Cerulean. Um, You know, sometimes we're not even conscious of where the trend starts. And yet suddenly it's just in the air, and we're seeing a lot of names of that type. 
maybe I don't need a baby book. Maybe I need a pack of Crayola crayons. You know, <laughs> one of one of those jumbo packs that have like a hundred crayons right. in them. Maybe that's what they come I up with some really good names in yeah. there, right? <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I think you bring up a good point because I think that a lot of parents are looking beyond uh, baby books or baby name sites to. Things like, you know, their family tree, to the phone book, to the map, um, to the dictionary, you know, kind of searching further and further afield for a name that is really unusual and distinctive. Yeah, I have a tip um, for anyone looking for names. I look at the oh, credits of movies. <laughs> I do that. That's a perfect place to find a baby name because I feel like people in Hollywood are a little more, you know, you know, eccentric or whatever. You know, they yeah. they they are more creative for sure. Well, right? most of those so, people chose their own names too. If you think about it, <laughs> most of the names true. in the credits probably weren't their their names. Their parents <laughs> gave them just given how many people I know in LA who changed their right, names. Right, right. It's um, their show names. Yeah, or something, exactly. Right? But I do the exact. I do the exact same thing too. I'm watching TV and when the credits roll, I'm, I just look at all the names hoping that something's just going to suddenly pop out at me just because it seems easier than sitting down and reading the book. Well, I have a question here for the panelists here in the studio. Do you guys find yourself following trends? Do you not care about trends? What What is your take and, and your your plan for naming your babies? I don't care about trends. I I don't know. I, I don't I don't like extremely common names where you name your child and there's 25 other kids that turn around. But um, I don't like names that are so out there that years later your kid's like, why do you call me Apple? You know what I mean? <laughs> or, you know, just I don't know. I think there's – it's in one way, yeah, it's good to be original. Um, but I don't like when it just is so out there that your kid is going to end up getting teased for it for years and years yeah. and years and I, I I'm not one to follow trends like that yeah and that was me but. I had a hard time with my name growing up my my middle name is Haley and actually there was a while when I was a teen where I really thought I just wanted to change my name and go by Haley it's really hard to just suddenly go by a different name if you're not in Hollywood <laughs> but I just had a hard time with cherry I just thought it was you know it was so unique everyone in my class was Lisa or Lauren and it was the same thing we were talking about with the Jennifer's really common names and when I was very young I was jealous like why couldn't I also be a Lisa why couldn't I also mm-hmm. be a Lauren, why do my parents have to give me this really weird name? Which it has a story behind, so maybe I'll tell you guys later. <laughs> but um, as I grew, as I grew up and I got older, I realized that actually part of what I loved about my name was that I was in my twenties before I ever met somebody else with my yeah. name, and it was kind of cool. I just always, to this day, I have to spell it for people. I get called Sherry and Cherie, yeah. and I have to tell people it's Cherry, like the fruit, <laughs> not spelt like the fruit, but like the fruit. I, yeah, the first time I met yeah. you, I think I said, you know, <laughs> Sherry, and you're like, no, it's Cherry, like the. Fruit. Fruit. Yeah, people have asked me, so is, is it is it really Cheryl? And I'm like, no, it's not Cheryl, it's Cherry, you know, and people, I get so many questions. I'm like, your parents on drugs, where did they get I that I get the from? same thing, because yeah. with Sunny, you know, it's yeah. an unusual name, and people always say, okay, were your yeah. parents, like, flower children or whatever? My, my sister-in-law is Sunny, and I'd never met a Sunny before I met her, and you're number two, so I only know two Sunnies, so I think it's pretty original. It, it's nice because, you know, you have the whole, the playground effect, I like to call it, where, you know, if you say, you know, you're baby's name on the playground only one kid's going to turn around right yeah. <laughs> um so it is nice and you do feel really special for my name in particular i felt a lot of pressure growing up because with the name sunny you're expected to always be happy i was just going to ask really that true. Yeah. yeah it really is true i met a sunny once who was the you know exact opposite of what you thought uh, and i think she really struggled with her name growing up <laughs> because she had dyed her hair black and she only wore black and it, it was just one of those you almost do have like, like a that. goth 
moth thing. Yeah. You know? You have the energetic personality that kind of goes with the name. But I, I actually wonder if I have that personality because, because of, your of name. my name. You know, it's kind yeah. of interesting because like a lot of parents choose to wait um, until they see their baby to be able to name their baby in the hospital because they want to make sure that the baby kind of matches the name. And I, I'm kind of wondering, and actually, Pam, maybe you can kind of address this a little bit. Um, you know, do you think babies kind of grow into their names? You know, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves as parents to come up with the perfect name. Um, but do you think we can kind of grow into our names as we progress in life? Well, I know that a lot of parents who come to Nameberry um, do believe that, uh, say that they've seen that with their children and kind of have a hope because when you're choosing a name, you don't really know who your baby is going to become. And so a name does kind of symbolize who you want them to be. Uh, and different names have different levels of pressure. Certainly, Sonny's got to be one of the, <laughs> <laughs> the top biggest <laughs> pressure names, you know. And then there are names that are very dramatic, like uh, the one that springs to mind might be like Persephone, you know, that it's, it's a whole lot of name. And if you're just kind of an average little girl, it might be, um, <laughs> it might be a lot to live up to. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a son named Joe. And in a way, that sort of is the opposite thing, which is just, you know, Joe is like regular Joe, and my Joe is anything but a regular Joe, um, from the way he looks to the way he acts. Um, so I think that his name is, is, you know, kind of sets up an expectation that he doesn't live up to. Right. I, think, I think it says more about what we hope as parents than it says about who our children really become. Sure. I know with um, my son Noah... Um, I, I, I kept picturing a little boy with, um, you know, blonde hair and blue eyes. And that's all I could see every time the whole time I was pregnant. It just, it was just, I, with this pregnancy, I, I'm not at all like that, but with my first, I just, I don't know. I, it seemed like yeah, I was just so adamant that he was going to come out with blonde hair and blue eyes to yeah. the point, um, where we actually had two other names picked out. Should he come out differently? Cause I just, I couldn't picture him. I pictured him a certain way, very active, but happy and easygoing. And I thought if he comes out so different than my imagination, I couldn't call him that. But when he came out, he actually ended up being little Noah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I, I, I love the name. So it's, I love you the know, name too. That's great. It's, when you like it, it's hard. And my husband, my, well, I have a, my, my name's somewhat unusual. Rochelle, there's not too many Rochelles, but my mm-hmm. husband, um, his name is Jastin. That's really cool. And um, I love it. I would totally have a son with a Jastin, you know, have another Jastin, but my husband's like, no, I don't want a junior. <laughs> wants to be but, more unique yeah and i love it because it's um it's similar to justin i always love justin i, I always love the name jason but Justin is just kind of very unique and mm-hmm. i've never met someone named Justin before so i really like it because it's not it's out there but it's not too out there <laughs> right right pam what are some of the general do's and don'ts when it comes to choosing a baby name what advice do you have for parents out there i think that um parents, moms and dads, should try to come up with a name that both feel good about. Uh, It might not be your number one name, uh, but I think you both should be on board with the choice. And so that's one rule. Um, A second rule is that it should really be your choice and not a choice that you feel pressured into by family or friends. Um, When we do see baby name regret on Nameberry, uh, the number one reason for the regret is, you know, your mother-in-law pressured you into naming the baby after her father, and you just don't like the name, and you never feel comfortable with it. Um, And a third thing I would say is that parents should really take their time and 
talk about not only the names, but maybe their feelings um, and the reasons behind the names, because names can often symbolize deeper memories, deeper feelings about important things like family, gender identity, um, that kind of bear, you know, talking about in a bigger way rather than letting the conversation devolve quickly into, you know, Ruby, that's a horrible name. You know, how could you think that? <laughs> Just kind of take the, the time to figure out, you know, what is it about Ruby that he loves so much? Right. Yeah. I find there's so many names that I'd go through a book and I like them. And, and you know, my husband, everyone knows my husband and I are really struggling with us. And part of the reason is that we're not spending that much time doing it because we're struggling. So we're <laughs> well, just you have putting, a lot going on in your life. We do have a lot going on. So, <laughs> but, um, you know, a name, will, I'll pick out a name and he's like, oh, no, no, I used to know someone with that name and I well, don't like tough, that. And you vice versa. Think about that, and right? it's like, well, oh, there's almost every name in the books either way too out there or we know someone by it. And right. there was a name that I always had in mind um, for a little girl. And, you know, recently, uh, within the past year, I met someone with that name. And this person had such a negative impact on my life that I was like, oh, my God, I don't think I could ever name my <laughs> child that anymore. And I'm yeah. like, here's this name that, that would have been a family name that now I'm like, I just don't think I can I can use that. So yeah. you do have to agree. And on a side note, um, my husband and I adopted a little cat, uh, a kitten. Um, <laughs> what was this? Probably about three years ago. And we just did not know what to name him. We named my girl cat Isabella. So now I just discovered earlier in the intro that that's one of the most popular girl names. I didn't even know that. So <laughs> now my husband won't let us use that. He said, if the cat's named Isabella, even though we call her Izzy, we can't use that. But with the boy, we could not come up with a name. And long story short, we started calling him Mr. Poopy Pants. And this was, <laughs> this was. Don't his, name your kid that, by no, the way. No, no. <laughs> well, let me tell you, to let me after tell you, the first people month, are, but. people are very concerned about this because everyone said, you can't name your cat Mr. Poopy pants and it wasn't his name it was just a placeholder until we figured out what we were going to call him was it going to be sam or eddie or we were going to come up with a cute little name for him but we we never did and three years later my cat is mr poopy pants and it's very funny when i'm at the vet and everyone's like mr poopy pants mr poopy pants we're like we're here but now people are concerned because they're like you couldn't name a cat how are you going to name your baby yeah so, there's a lot of pressure yeah. although there mr poopy pants might work for a little <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's not going to work on a birth certificate or yeah. a passport. So, yeah. Pamela, what's your um, recommendation for couples who uh, don't agree on a name or who, um, like, one really likes it and the other one's kind of on the fence or one likes it, the other one just doesn't know? Yeah, really common occurrence. You know, it's, it's usually... Um, I have to say, the poor wife who comes up with name after name and uh, the husband just sits there saying, nope, nope, nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we had a really funny uh, blog once where the, the husband said, my wife's job was to suggest names and my job was to reject them. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> but his wife finally said, um, she made a list of 10 names and she said, pick from the list. Um, or, you know, you can each make a list of 10 names and he's got to put things on the names and you swap lists and, um, you know, reject or, or accept, uh, to, you know, there are thousands and thousands of names out there. We have 50,000 of them in name barrier in the baby name Bible. And I think you just need to keep working at it and try and, you know, keep a light tone and, 
look for reasons behind the choice because that might lead you to um, to new names you didn't think of before. Well, there's a lot of opinion and even superstition when it comes to selecting a baby name. When we come back, we're going to pull our expert Pam and our panelists here in the studio and get their reactions to issues surrounding baby names that some say are taboo. We'll be right back. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we're back, and we are talking all about baby names with our special expert, Pamela Redmond-Satron, and uh, she is the co-founder of Nameberry.com. She's written a bunch of baby name books, and Pamela, I would love to have your take on, on some of these things, these questions, these topics that are a little bit taboo when it comes to uh, revealing your baby name choice and making these decisions, and uh, we'll just kind of go around the room here and get everyone's opinion. So first question is, when should parents reveal their baby name choice? I think that it really can be smart to wait until after the baby's born to tell family and friends your real choice. Um, For the reason that if you tell beforehand, everybody's going to jump in with their opinions. And if you tell afterward, (laughs) I think people are going to feel a lot more pressure to keep quiet. Um, On the other hand, as I said, you might want to go online to a site like Nameberry and get some opinions beforehand. So you realize maybe ahead of time that everybody's going to have trouble pronouncing that name or spelling that name or that that name's a lot more popular than you think. That's what um, we've done just how our families are, we just thought, you know what, if we tell them the name and they don't like it, then, then they're going to, they won't stop, you know, telling us that they don't like it. That's the last thing you need to and, hear about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we really had like a feeling of how the, our firstborn was going to be and we didn't want to be influenced by it. So we just kept it secret until um, he was born. And that's what we're doing this time around as well for the same reason. And already... You know, I have my father tell me, you should call him this, and you should call him that. And <laughs> Everyone has their own Yeah, opinion, right? and it's like, okay, well, you know, for us, we that's why we're not telling you is because mm-hmm. we know how you're going to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that if you choose to announce it, you need to have some thick skin. Yeah. You do. You need to be very, very confident in your name. Um, my husband and I were very confident in Urban, and we knew that it was one of those names that some people might not understand, including my mother. Yeah. <laughs> Who said, what? You're naming it, what? <laughs> um, and I said, Mom, you really just need to respect this, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, you know, we're, we're totally 100% for this. And and um, we just need your support in this. And I will tell you, um, until we knew what we were having, because with my mom, we, we kind of gave her a heads up going into the ultrasound, the 20-week ultrasound. Okay, if it's a boy, we're going to... Oh, you did tell we, her. We, did, oh, okay. we did tell her because she's just so opinionated. The moment she finds out that I'm pregnant, she wants to talk about baby names. So, um, you know, rather than hear it, like every time I talked to her on the phone, I wanted her to know I had a name picked out, yeah. you know? So I kind of shared that with her before. But I'll tell you what, she fought me right up 
up until we knew what it was. And, and the moment I called her um, and I said, we're having a little boy and his name's Urban. <laughs> From that moment on, she was very supportive. Oh, that's good. Yeah. She but just kind of dropped it. She's I like, okay. Like, yeah. You already made totally up your mind on it. Yeah. I, well, that's the thing. Yeah. You know, people I know who have picked a name beforehand and who have announced the name, I feel like they're so certain about it. They're 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I really feel that those people really don't care what anyone else has mm-hmm. to think. They've chosen the name and this is the right name for them. And I think if that's if that's how you are, then that's fine because nothing's right. going to change your mind. And like you said, as long as you have some, some thick skin. And I think if people see that this is the name, mm-hmm. then maybe they'll treat it the same way as if they would after the baby yes. was, was born. Hey, Pam, what advice can you give us on naming siblings? Mm, yeah, I you know, a lot of parents uh, now have a kind of sib set in mind when they choose the name. And the first name does kind of set the tone where a subsequent name should be compatible in style and feel, um, but not too matchy-matchy. You know, I think um, the Kardashians aside uh, and the Duggars, you know, I think the days of John and Jane and Jean are sort of uh, passe. So uh, I would recommend that names feel like they're in the same family, so to speak. Um, but I think you can take this too far with feeling like the names really have to go together. And as a result, you sort of bypass a name you really love. So don't take it too seriously. Like you mean by um, syllable or you like how, how do you mean you the name should go together? Well, I think that, um, you know, I think Sayer and Urban are actually a great pair because they're both really unusual. Um, they're five letters, two syllables. Um, They sort of have a real consistency with sound without sounding um, like Sayer and Sawyer, for instance, which would be too close. Yeah, I was thinking the example that came to my mind was Kylie and Kaylee or something like that. They're they're almost the same name, you know. And you know when the mom gets mad, she's just going to blurt out what... (laughs) I feel like like oftentimes people with twins do that, though. They'll pick two names for their twins that are super similar, too. And I've I think that's a whole other topic because when people pick out their names for their twins, I'm like, how do they know which name goes with which baby? Is it whichever one comes out first? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah, my sister-in-law had uh, twin girls, and she the, she did it alphabetically. The first baby born had the first name alphabetically, and her daughter's names oh, yeah. are Georgia and Louisa, which I think are a perfect pair for twins yeah. or sisters where – you know, they're both feminizations. They both have a vintage feel. They're unusual, but they're not too close, like mm-hmm. Lucy and Louisa, for instance, would be yeah. too yeah. close, I think. Right. And then how much emphasis should we be placing on a baby's middle name? I, I feel like a lot of parents are trying to get the first names and the middle names to sound really good together, which is great. <laughs> but how often are you really, at least in the U.S., using your middle name? Isn't it when your mother's yelling at you? Pretty much. I, I think feel, so. That's what it comes like out. It, you know. Uh, <laughs> Cherry Haley. Um, <laughs> it's funny because you, you, that you asked that question. I'm curious the answer just because for me, I, I, I'm so overwhelmed with the first name that I'm like, let's just get the first name and then we'll figure out a middle name later but I'm curious is that important that they go together I think that more parents are looking for middle names um, that have serious meaning in terms of their family or something about their lives and they'll use a name in the middle place um, like justice or indigo that has some uh, personal meaning or family meaning but that they might not use in first place or like a grandmother's maiden name for instance uh 
that they wouldn't use in first place. Uh, the other thing that people are using as middle names are kind of connector middle names that I think are the modern equivalent of, um, you know, the Anns and Lees of our youth. Uh, and names that I'm hearing a lot these days in that way are uh, June uh, for girls, Rose for girls. Um, for boys, it's probably James is one that seems to come up a lot. And I would sort of caution against this because even if Rose sounds like a fresher choice and maybe it's your great-grandmother's name, there are a lot of little girls with the middle name Rose. Uh, and it's just kind of a filler name in that middle place. I think in the middle place you can look for something with deeper meaning. One of the things we haven't talked about but that affects me personally is I I have a very long last name that mm-hmm. I've married into. It's a bit of a mouthful, Christensen. And um, I had a much much shorter maiden name. But <laughs> I find that that's part of the reason we're struggling with the name so much is that mm-hmm. because it's such a long name, most of the names that I've been attracted to are long ago have more syllables. And then it seems like such a mouthful, even mm-hmm. without putting a middle name in there. Do you have any advice for sort of taking into consideration um, your last name as as well? Yeah, I do. And I have to say that when um, I have three children and I gave them all two syllable names for reasons that were not conscious. (laughs) (laughs) And our last name has two syllables, Satrin, and it ends with N. And afterward, I thought that was really dumb because I think that two-syllable, two-syllable is kind of a flatter rhythm, whereas if you, I think the best rhythm is an unequal number of syllables in the first name and the last name. And the very best is, you know, if you've got a three-syllable last name, it would be one, two, three, or two, one, three. So um, you might want to pick, um, not that you're going to name nap um, from Sonny, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Sayer John Christensen okay. uh, would be a good choice. Um or James Thomas Christensen, and not um, Sebastian Christensen. Yeah. Pamela, do you think parents overthink baby names? (laughs) Uh, I think that it can get to that point these days, but uh, I think that there were so many decades when people underthought them, you know, (laughs) that uh, (laughs) witnessed the legions of Jennifers in the world. (laughs) Right. Uh, and so uh, I think that, no, I, I don't think they do, actually. I think that people can get to the point where they're a little bit crazy about it and, you know, no name seems right and you really just have to choose. But uh, for the most part, I think that these are really symbolically important decisions and that they do bear uh, a lot of discussion. Well, special thanks goes out to Pamela Redmond Satrin for being our special guest today. Pamela, it was great having you on the show. We loved all the information you gave us about baby names, and hopefully it will help a bunch of our listeners out there who are kind of on the fence as to what exactly they should do. <laughs> well, thanks, Sunny, and good luck to you all. Well, thanks <laughs> Can't so wait much. to hear your name choices. We'll have <laughs> right? to get back to you. We already know yours, so. <laughs> I know. I spelled the main on mine, right? <laughs> right, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, if you want to learn more about Pamela, her books, and her websites, you can visit the episodes page on our website and look for today's topic, which is all about baby names. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, we are giving away copies of two of her books, The Baby Name Bible and Beyond Ava and Aiden. If you guys want an opportunity to win a free copy of these books, all you have to do is head on over to our website, which is preggypals.com. If you click on episodes and then go down to contests, 
you can learn all about how you can enter. If you'd like to purchase any of her books, you could do so through our online store. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before we wrap today's show... Here are some baby registry secrets. Hi, Peggy Pauls. My name is Hebian, sales associate at Agana Baby. Here to discuss some tips you want to consider when creating the perfect baby registry. The second tip is to consider your needs. There are items that will definitely need such as bottles, pacifiers, feeding goods, and diapers. Your registry is a great place to include these items and get a head start on gathering them for your new baby. Make a list of which brands you prefer for those items and be sure to get them up on the registry for everyone to see. Remember, there are some items you may need that are a little more difficult for others to purchase. This doesn't mean leave them off of the registry as there are people who very well might purchase them for you. Keep it in mind Many people usually have family members and close friends willing to spend a little more for the new addition to their family. Different parents also have different techniques in raising their babies. Some prefer cloth diapers over disposable. Some prefer carriers and slings over strollers. Some prefer organic materials. This is where you get to request the items needed for each of those techniques. As an example, if you would like to use cloth diapers, be sure to list the brand you prefer to use so you receive the items you want to raise your child with. Remember, not everyone has kids and not everyone will raise their children exactly as you will, so they may not be familiar with the products you are referring to. Being clear will help them find exactly what you're looking to receive and will make the process of shopping for the items a whole lot easier. This will be a huge benefit to you. For more tips on creating the perfect baby registry, as well as what to include in the registry, visit aganababy.com or follow us on Facebook and Twitter at aganababy. And be sure to listen to Preggy Pulse for more great registry tips in the future. That's it for today's episode. If you have a pregnancy topic you'd like to suggest, we would love to hear it. Visit our website at preggypals.com or send us an email through the contact link. If you have any questions about today's shows or the topics we discussed, you can call our pretty preggy. Let me try that again. <clears throat> if you have any questions about today's show or the topics we discussed, call our Preggy Pals hotline at 619-866-4775 and we'll answer your question on an upcoming episode. Coming up next week, we're discussing natural childbirth with none other than the mother of midwives, Ina Mae Gaskin. She's an amazing woman with so much experience to share. You won't want to miss this episode. Thanks for listening to Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new mommy media and should not be considered facts. 
Though such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.